From the AMF Podcast Studios, you're listening to the Health and Safety Law Report. I'm Doug Jenks. And I'm Abby White. So an interesting scenario has presented itself to us, and Abby and I thought we would run it by you. And this concerns OSHA's response to a recent inquiry regarding workplace violence. And workplace violence is becoming an increasingly important topic for OSHA because, well, first of all, violence in general seems to be on the rise. And of course, uh, gun violence is on the rise. And get this, Abby, the Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us that workplace violence is the third leading cause of workplace death in the United States. Really? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? The third? Third. Wow. Yeah. It's disturbing. I wonder if that's like coworker on coworker violence or if it's like random stranger coming in and shooting up the place violence or maybe a combination or maybe hospitals with you know patients that are oh i just saw your statistic about it being the third leading cause that's crazy where did you see um, that um workplace violence overview on osha's website is it the uh bureau of labor statistics yeah it says according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics Census of, oh no, acts of violence and other injuries is currently the third leading cause of fatal occupational injuries in the United States. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics Census of Fatal Occupational Injuries, of the 5,333 fatal workplace injuries that occurred in the United States in 2019, 761 were cases of intentional injury by another person. And just to carry that statistic a little bit further, The number one cause of death, workplace death, according to the Bureau of National or Bureau of Labor Statistics, is uh, automobile accidents. The second leading cause of death uh, is uh, falls, slips, trips and falls. Yeah. And then number three is is violence. Shocking. That is shocking. Terrible. That's interesting. That's a that's a much bigger number than I would have expected. All right. So uh, I'm going to lay out a scenario and I want everybody to consider whether or not the injuries that I describe here are reportable injuries for OSHA and whether OSHA would consider these to be uh, work injuries. Are you ready? Lay it on us. All right. Here we go. This is the scene. You are an employer and your employee is driving your vehicle. Uh, we'll just say, I'll, I'll, I'll embellish the scenario a little bit. It's uh, a work truck and mm-hmm. your employee is going in your truck from mm-hmm. workplace A mm-hmm. to workplace B. Okay. And your employee is driving directly there from A to B. We'll say okay. these are two construction sites. Your employee is not stopping along the way for any personal errand. So he's not stopping to get coffee. He's not stopping to run into the post office or the bank or anything like that. So he's driving down the road, uh, middle of the day. The weather is clear. He's on a fairly busy road. um, And he's approaching 
an intersection. And as he approaches the intersection, a car coming the wrong way heads towards him in his lane, causing a very large accident. Four cars are involved in this accident. You with me? I'm with you. Bad. So the accident is not his fault. It's this wrong way driver. Your employee has done nothing wrong. Okay. Witnesses at the scene describe this bad crash, and then they say that the driver of the wrong way vehicle jumps out of his or her car and runs up to your vehicle, your employee, ostensibly, presumably, to check on your employee. And when... You, that driver, the wrong way driver, peers into the car, your car, instead of checking on your driver, pulls out a gun and shoots your employee. Shoots what? your driver. Yes. Shoots him. Then steals your vehicle. Yeah, I guess drags your, your employee out, throws your employee onto the concrete, jumps in, and drives away. Wow. And That's so uh, terrible. the question is whether or not, well, well, we'll break it down into two questions. First of all, is the, uh, are the injuries, any injuries caused by the accident, just the accident, not the shooting, are those work-related? And, and I, I think the answer is yes. I don't think there's much question about that because he uh, was driving from, one job site to another job site. He was involved in a motor vehicle accident. Mm-hmm. And um, as I see the analysis, there's there's two questions. One is whether or not the person is um, at work and during work at the time right. of the accident. And then the other question would be whether or not the injury arises from uh, some uh, hazard that is germane to that work activity. And in this case, it'd be injuries arising from an automobile accident. An automobile accident is a hazard that would be germane to his, uh, irrelevant to his work activity because he has to drive for work, right? Driving. Yeah, so sure. That, that makes yeah, sense. I'm with you. So then the second question is, and this is the question that was posed to OSHA back in May. On May 17th, 2023, OSHA responded to this question in a letter of of interpretation uh and the the question was whether or not the gunshot wound or injury is a reportable work injury and osha said yes and they said yes that it is a reportable work injury yes i i i don't know that i agree with that they say that it is um basically just to sort of uh summarize their opinion in this letter of interpretation they're saying look the only reason he was at that location was because he was working. And if he wasn't yeah. at that location, then he would not have been involved in that accident and would not have been the victim of that gun violence. Therefore, he is, it's a geographic analysis, really, uh, yeah. because he happened to be at that place only because of work. Then whatever would happen to him there, whether it be a lightning strike or asteroid strike or some you know, random act of violence, that would all be considered work activity. So that that's OSHA's um, opinion on on that. What do you think of that, Abby? I don't I don't like it. But then if you consider OSHA's position, their standard on 
you know, work-related travel, which this is, um, I mean, yes, he was hurt while traveling for work, um, not just by the car accident, but also by the gunshot. So, you know, I, I think what my thought is, okay, so maybe it's reportable, but what purpose does reporting it serve? The employer has no control over everything that might happen along the employee's path from point A to point B, right? So, and this certainly is not something they could have anticipated. So what, like, what goal does it serve to have the person, to have the employer report this? I, I don't know. I, I guess that's more big picture than you're asking me for, but. No, that's a, that's a good question. OSHA wants us to report it because OSHA wants to um, make sure that we're taking care of our employees. And so I'm going to guess that um, OSHA will want to issue a citation. Right. They always do. That's that's why you report. They want to know if they should come out and investigate. Did um, did did uh, did the employer uh, issue the driver a Kevlar vest? <laughs> no. No. Then perhaps no. a violation of the PPE standard. Right. I mean, should the employer put everybody in like a Brink style armored truck? To drive where they need to go. You mean they didn't? They didn't. Yeah, so I'm being That's, kind of a smart ass, but yeah, but no, I I understand it. But that your question is is uh is a good one that I didn't really think about. Like what 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 is the purpose of reporting it? Why would they want you to report it? What what kind of investigation would they be doing? What kind of citation could they consider from a, a scenario? like that. I guess it behooves employers these days to um maybe consider training for workplace violence. But see I I even have an issue with that because you can train an employee to be prepared for workplace violence in the workplace in the physical workplace at your office, in your hospital, at your construction site because that is sort of a more controlled environment. Like, you know what I mean? You can plan for that. It's somewhere the employees are going to every day. When an employee is on the road, you can't predict what might be out there. You can't prepare. I mean, you can't have, for example, a, a meeting place or, you know, um, a way to identify where threats might come from or the things that you might do if you have like an active shooter situation or a workplace violence situation. You can't prepare an employee for that if they're traveling. Pretty random. Right. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one. That is why I mentioned the uh, lightning strike or asteroid strike. It would right. just be so random. Right. Like a shooting. My my concern is whether, or one of my concerns, is whether this gunshot uh, injury is something that arises from your employment activity. And 
And I mean, as you're saying, it's just, it's very random. So the answer would be no. No. no, um, no. I, I mean, I don't think it would. I can't, I can't imagine that. I think if this was a workers' comp claim in the state of Ohio, you could make a very good argument that it would not be compensable because that gunshot wound is not something that arose from the employment activity. It was uh, just a random act of of violence. There are cases in in Ohio that say that if the injury occurred, and this is not just in Ohio, other states follow um, a similar analysis. If an if an injury that occurs at work and during work is caused by something that has nothing to do with work, then it's not a compensable injury. So there's a couple of cases that I have uh, cited before in uh, motions for summary judgment where somebody was walking at work and they trip on their shoelace and they <laughs> fall and are injured because they trip on their shoelace. And Ohio courts have said, that's your own personal hazard, dude. That's not something yeah. caused by your your work activity. Even though you had to walk because of work, that's your shoelace. Um, and, and that just, you know, things happen. And that's that's one of them. Yeah. But OSHA's analysis, I think, is different than workers' comp. I think it's broader because if you look at 1904, I'll just read it. 1904.5B6. How do I decide whether an injury or illness is work-related if the employee is on travel status at the time the injury or illness occurs? Injuries and illnesses that occur while an employee is on travel status are work-related if at the time of the injury or illness, the employee was engaged in work activities in the interest of the employer. Examples of such activities include travel to and from customer contacts, conducting job tasks, and entertaining or being entertained to transact, discuss, or promote business. Work-related entertainment includes only entertainment activities being engaged in at the discretion of the employer or at the direction of the employer. Um. And then there's two exceptions to the travel status thing I just read. So it's not considered a work-related illness or injury if the employee has checked into a hotel for one or more days or if they've taken a detour for personal reasons. So to me, OSHA would deem this to be work-related simply because this guy was driving from one, did you say, construction site to another? Yeah. Um. That in itself is the work-related activity. So OSHA doesn't have that separate, it must arise out of your your work duties or your work environment. So Abby, any uh, particular conclusions or takeaways uh, um, that we can leave our listeners with? Well, um, I'm still thinking about your statistic that you gave in the very beginning that Workplace violence is the third leading cause of workplace fatalities. So in light of that, I would say employers would be advised to at least have a workplace violence prevention program. OSHA has issued guidance that sort of lays out factors that they believe increases the risk of workplace violence. So one of those is any position that involves exchanging money with the public. So bank tellers, cashiers, um, you know. Uh, convenience store clerks, that kind of thing. Um, 
working with volatile, unstable people. So, um, you know, <laughs> that's their language, not mine. It's offensive to some people. Please don't get mad at me. Get mad at, at OSHA. Isn't that um, every day? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems normal in my life, but oh I don't my know. God. If maybe, it's, maybe it's not normal for most people. Um, working alone or in isolation, uh, providing uh, services that, you know, where alcohol is consumed. So I'm assuming they're referring like to, you know, bartending, um, waiting on tables, et cetera. Um, and then the time of day. So if you're working third shift, uh, you know, working late hours, working at night, um, and also working in areas with higher crime rates. So those are factors that OSHA has identified as uh, being sort of red flags for an increased risk of workplace violence. All right. So if you're an employer and you've got employees who are working in those environments, then I suppose you better give some thought to what you might be doing to uh, keep your employees safe. Right. And there's no standard, right? No. I mean, the the uh, general duty clause is the, I think, go to for OSHA when there is no particular standard uh, uh, on topic. And so... I suppose if OSHA wanted to cite you for failing to keep your employees safe, they would use the general duty clause and maybe they could find some other specific standards that they could cite as well. But, the you know, there is no workplace violence standard, so they'd have to rely on the general duty clause. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We talk about that a lot, that general duty clause. We do. We may even have even... We may even have spoken about workplace violence and the general duty clause on a prior episode, but I don't. I'm sure we have, but not not to this extent. Yeah, right. this case was really interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it, I thought it was interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, God forbid that we should have any sort of scenario like that. All right. Well, um, I think that's a wrap for today. Something to something to think about. This seems to be a growing problem for um, for Ohio or Ohio. Good God for American employers. And, uh, you know, like all things that are afflicting humans, OSHA is looking to employers to combat it, whether it's workplace violence or a global pandemic or uh, global warming. Um, so just another thing for employers to be concerned about, I guess. Yeah. Employers are going to solve all the world's problems. <laughs> so remember, we are lawyers. But we're not your lawyers, at least not while we're on this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>